0: Hi everybody! Hi guys! Welcome back to Tar Fields. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Jordan and I just had some sushi. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm.
1: Straight from bottom of Lenore.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, the rice was like a little chewy, but it was also just sitting in the refrigerator, so I wasn't yeah. expecting.
1: I'm not a big like sushi critic. Only in recent years have I started to eat sushi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't like it for a long time. Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Is this us getting off topic already?
1: No, I just think it's a cute little check-in
0: <laughs> just to let you know what we've been up to. Yeah. No, totally. So should we start off with our
1: rosebud thorn? Yeah. Okay. Jordan, what is your rose of this week so far? Okay. My rose today is that I'm finally out of my isolation for COVID. Oh, so, so um, for the past five days, I could go places, but I just had to wear a mask around everybody, which of course in like class and stuff I was doing anyway. But like right now I'm here with Ava, don't have to wear a mask, love that. Um, And I was wearing a mask around my apartment, too, because Uh one of my roommates hasn't had the new variant, so we were trying to, you know, not spread to her. So I don't have to do that anymore, which is exciting. Um, That's my rose for today. What about you? Mm, I think that my rose
0: is just planning spring break. We are looking at, like, flights and getting our, like, hotel days, like, nailed down, and I don't know, I'm just really excited to, like, take a trip and go somewhere. I haven't really, like, traveled I don't know anywhere. it's probably like last spring break honestly mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to like I don't know do something fun and like have some time off of work and school so, should we say we're going yeah we're gonna go to um Puerto Rico we're going to San Woohoo! America. well yeah. technically our, it's on like what condado beach
1: yeah, I can't tell. I think that's a part of San Juan. I don't know for is sure. Really?
0: Okay, maybe I'm. Just I don't stupid. know. For sure. I am, am not like
1: I've never been to Puerto Rico, so this is like. If you've been to Puerto Rico and you know, let us know. Yeah, hit us up. <laughs> okay, what's your thorn? Honestly,
0: I think my thorn, and this isn't a, like this is a good lead into the, our like APO um, conversation that we're gonna have today, is probably last night. We had our initiation for our, our new pledge class. So, on Sunday, which for reference, that's like two days ago, mm-hmm. we had our invite night, which is when we extend an invite to our new pledge class. And we took on 51 new pledges, which is really big for our chapter. But we have a lot of seniors that are leaving this year. So, we wanted to make sure we're kind of filling those spots and keeping our chapter mm-hmm. populated. We have about fifty seniors leaving, so I feel like it's pretty. Yeah, we wanted it to be pretty equal. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting because getting new members is always really fun, but it's just a lot of people, and um, I'm definitely you know overwhelmed sometimes by that, and want to make sure I get to know all of them well. And so last night we had our first like real event with them. And honestly, it was a lot more stressful than I thought it was going to be. I had to kind of get them like lined up outside in height order to get them led in. And I think something I've realized um, is just obviously I shadowed Sylvia, who was the last head pledge educator last semester and kind of got this glimpse into what her responsibilities looked like. But I think this is a lot more and a lot, just a lot more in depth than I had kind of thought. Like there's a lot more to it and a lot of things I didn't see. And it's honestly cracking up to kind of be a lot of responsibility, which I knew, but sometimes it's a little more than I thought it was going to be. I'm also a type A person and like really want things to be kind of perfect a lot of the time, which is why it takes me like seven hours to edit our podcast. Um, I really just am like very meticulous about small things and really just want to rise to the expectations of others. So if I feel like I don't do a good job... With the pledge class, I feel like I'm letting the whole chapter down. And so I just really want to make sure that this semester goes really well. But last night was kind of a
1: rocky start for me, I think. I want to say that Ava's doing a great job, and stopped. no one thinks you're letting the chapter down. Cool. You are a perfectionist, though, so um, I do know that about you. So I get why you're stressed, but I think you're doing a great job. And did you say also that you're like the head pledge educator? Like she's in charge of all the pledges, and there's like a group of six other pledge educators that all have different roles, but she's in charge of all of them. So I think you're doing a great job. Thank you so much, Jordan. And I, I don't, I don't think anybody would have known that anything went off without a hitch, okay.
0: except. Except for you, so and Caitlyn probably, but yeah, that's true. Shout out
1: Caitlyn. Do you think she's
0: listening? Maybe I don't know. Caitlyn's our
1: president. We'll get into that though. Caitlyn, text us. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this right now, text me if you think last night went okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Let me think. Oh, my thorn. This past weekend, we had the UNC Duke fastball game. Oh. It was here. I know. I have to talk about it. You do. You do. It's really sad. Okay, so Ava had phase one. She waited all day outside since 8 a.m. She was in the risers. Super cool. I was in phase three. So I waited for, I don't know, maybe like three hours or like two, two and a half, three hours outside. And then I sat on like the upper level. So not as good. But I also didn't wait as long. Anyway, it was a very saddening time because not only did we lose, but it was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Very disappointing. We weren't up at any point in the at game. At no point. And no. not even I don't even think there was a point after they got to ten points where there was a less than ten point no. Um, difference. No. So that was sad. Um and what made me really sad is that at the end, so many people around us stopped cheering and were like leaving. And as someone who's been in sports, obviously my high school sports you know, career does not compare <laughs> to to UNC basketball. But I just felt so bad for the players because the, like, sadness and disappointment that we were feeling does not even compare to how badly they must have felt and how frustrated they were with themselves and their team. And so I just felt really bad for them. No, and so not. me and Carly were, like, cheering until the end. And we were like, don't leave, um, like, to all the people. But it was just, like, a sad, I don't know. It wasn't a good school spirit vibe.
0: I agree because I
1: was thinking about people,
0: you know, at the beginning, everyone was so hyped up, Mm -hmm. like doing the chants. Everyone was so excited. And then the second we were down, the energy in the stadium just kind of died. Yeah. And I feel like being a fan, I mean, obviously, I'm not that into sports, but I think that if you're going to be a fan of something, it should be kind of through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't be fleeting the second the team isn't doing well. And it was really disheartening even in the risers. How dead the energy got even halfway through. Yeah no one was cheering, people were leaving. and these were obviously people that had waited like all day. like we've been there since 8 a.m. The game was at six, so I know they were tired. but you really have to like show up and show support. and I have to think about how that probably impacts the player's behavior. No, totally because obviously we were down even halfway through the game, but if no one's cheering, no one's hyping you up. And we're not like doing our chance that kind of distract the other team or like make them feel mm-hmm. inferior because we do do that. Um, <laughs> then, of course, that's going to impact the way they're playing to some degree. So I just thought that was also really disappointing. And you're so right. The pressure is like way more on them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like our job as students to really show support no matter what.
1: On to, on to better things. What's your bud for the week? I think my bud for this week
0: is probably that Thursday is my birthday. And I'm not the type of person that usually gets that excited about my birthdays. I honestly think they kind of make me more sad (laughs) more often than not. I've never been the type of person that really enjoys them. I think they make me reflect a lot about my life and sometimes make me feel like I have not accomplished everything that I want to by this age, which is disappointing. But I think the past year or so kind of has turned that around for me. My last birthday was really good. It was my first birthday in my whole life that I haven't cried.
1: I was and about to ask, I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about crying on your birthday. I cry Are every Are you a birthday cryer? Yeah, I cry every year on my That's birthday. That's so sad. Which,
0: it's, I don't know why, it's just always been a hard day for me. It's mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's just the way that I think about it, and it's, it's nothing in particular. But I always think, too, there's this huge pressure to have these big celebrations or a lot of people wish you happy birthday, especially like on Instagram or things like that. And especially in middle and high school, I think as someone that didn't have a large friend group or like people to celebrate with other than my family, I think it was something that always kind of made me sad because Mm -hmm. you can see very obviously how the number of people and the number of friends you have is very clearly reflected in the number of birthday wishes and things like that. So I think it was just always kind of correlated with just disappointment and where my life was at at that time and kind of a sense of loneliness, which is so disheartening to say out loud. But last year I had one of the best birthdays of my entire life. I have been so fortunate to make really good friends in college. um, And all of them really showed up and showed out for me. Um, My friend Ellen, who's going to come on a podcast probably in a month or two, she just went especially over the top to make it such a fun day for me. She like knitted me or she crocheted a like little stuffed Oppa for me from What's Avatar. Oh. Um, he's a Air Bison in Avatar. And it, he's just really cute. And he reminds me of my dog. And this so, isn't
1: Avatar like the blue people one. It's like Avatar the Last Airbender. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So we had like all watched it during COVID, like during quarantine. And so she like ended up crocheting me an appa which was so sweet she surprised me with it and obviously that takes a lot of skill so I was really impressed she took me to get me coffee and then like uh, my boyfriend Liam had surprised me with like flowers he got delivered to my house and then we like all like hung out in the evening and had cake and it was just really simple but I just felt like a lot of love and like it was it was a really good birthday so I am really trying to turn around this kind of negative feedback loop of like Bad birthday after bad birthday, and really try to like reframe it in my mind and try to enjoy them more and be more appreciative rather than reflect on shortcomings in my life. And so, I'm hoping that this Thursday is a fun time. I'm just like really excited just to see my friends and just like you know have a chill day. But this weekend, we're gonna go and take a little trip to our friend Hannah's house, which is in the mountains. And we're just going to have like a little weekend away. And it's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. It's a big group of us. It's going to be all of our friends. And of course, Jordan's going to be there. And I'm really excited about that too. What is your bud?
1: My bud is, um my dad is actually here right now in Durham visiting my grandma. And so I think I'm going to see them on Ooh. Thursday, which is fun. I think I'm going to go over there for dinner or something and see my dad and my grandma. I haven't been able to see my grandma in... Like, a few weeks because I had COVID, um, and she, like, hasn't really been doing that well. But now I can see her and Tim, obviously. Mm -hmm. But no dogs, which is sad. Well, Ollie and Murphy will be missed, but
0: at least you get to see your family. I know.
1: All right, so today we're going to talk a little more about APO, which we've mentioned a few times, Um, but that's how Ava and I met, is through APO and we just wanted to talk more about it and kind of share our experience and how we got involved with it and all that kind of stuff. Um, So we're
0: going to start by giving you guys just a little bit of a background on what APO is and kind of what being a sibling in APO entails. So APO stands for Alpha Phi Omega and we are the largest national gender inclusive service fraternity. So ours is obviously located like on UNC's campus and we have I think a
1: hundred active members roughly right now yeah we have 120 active members ish and then yeah we just welcome 50 pledges Mm -hmm. which is exciting um and we're the row chapter yes um we have alumni like Michelle Obama and Bill Clinton we love to really boast that Michelle Obama was in APL mm -hmm. during every rush Mm -hmm. and when Sasha was looking at colleges I remember she came here and toured do you remember that day yeah And um Barack was with her or yeah. Or maybe that was just a rumor. But I remember we were all so excited and we were like, Sasha's going to come to UNC and she's going to join APO and we're going to be sibs with Sasha. <laughs> I wish that had happened. Yeah. But sibs is what we – our members are called siblings mm-hmm. um, to be gender inclusive. But we call each other sibs affectionately. It's just easier. We,
0: like – are basically just focused on doing service within our community. So, as a sibling, you're required to get 25 service hours every semester. And 10 of those can be through outside organizations, but the rest have to be within events that are put on by APO. And we partner with honestly so many different like community partners like Habitat for Humanity, mm-hmm. Porch, which collects um, like food donations, Table, which also collects food
1: donations. These are acronyms. They stand for things.
0: We also just help with like, I think we've done things with Meals on Wheels and Mm -hmm. the Food Bank of Durham.
1: We've done Carolina Tiger Rescue, which is like a cat sanctuary. I do a lot of Habitat for Humanity. I think you already said that. But we do, we also do like Habitat for Humanity builds and um, there's like a program where you can tutor kids through Habitat for Humanity. Mm -hmm. So we do that too. A lot of great stuff. Yeah, really. honestly. Yeah. We work with amazing community partners that yeah. do a lot of work. Really and a lot of stuff work. around UNC's campus. Like we volunteer with the UNC Halal to sell HALA for um where do the proceeds go? It's called Hala for Hunger. Uh-huh. So
0: the money that they raise gets donated to, I think like
1: different food banks in the area. Yeah. So basically we work with a lot of different organizations. But that's service. So our three principles are leadership, friendship, service, Mm -hmm. or LFS. So that's the service component. And then fellowship um, is like socials and events and stuff. So we have a lot of socials that siblings can go to and you have to meet a requirement. Um, But they're just like fun little get-togethers. Tonight, me and Ava are going to Sup Dogs, which is a local restaurant, to watch um, the UNC basketball game, which will be fun. That's a social. Mm -hmm. Going to like Sibs sports events. There's a rugby game this weekend. Mm -hmm. Other just like little fun stuff like that that we can all do together. And then we have events like mixers, semi-formal. We have a big little process where each sibling gets like a big who's older than them and then they can take on a little and it just helps you have a little family. Um, So that's similar to more social fraternities and sororities. But I would say overall, it's pretty different. Yeah, I would say so as well. I mean, and those are all really great
0: opportunities to get to know different people in the chapter. Um, so I think that those are all super important. But I think it's nice that we're all kind of united in there because we all care most about the service component. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to be around like, like-minded like individuals that care about a lot of the same things that you do. And I think that also really contributes to our like close sense of community and honestly helps us all like get along really well Mm because I think we all care about a lot of the same things
1: yeah I will also say we just went through our rush process which is um like where we decide who gets an invite to APO and it's all through a point system of going to like service events and socials um like you would if you were a sibling so that's one thing that I really like about APO is that the process to join isn't based on like social status or who you know or anything like that. It's just based on your commitment to like service and socials during the rush process, and just I don't know, showing like how passionate you are about joining APO through your time commitment. Definitely, yeah. We also have
0: a DNI committee that works mm-hmm. to make different processes as equitable as they can be. Um, our rush process can be a big time commitment because it's largely determined by how many events you can come to. And so we've been trying to rework that system to make it even more fair than it is now to accommodate for people that maybe have to work more or are you know, restricted by certain COVID limitations and can't come to in-person events. So I also think that's something that's really amazing is we're mm-hmm. always striving to make our chapter more inclusive than it is already. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Jordan, how did you get involved in APL? So I found out about APO through my god sister. Her name is Emma and she went to UNC. She graduated in 2018. So she graduated like right before we entered in. But she was an APO when she was here and she really liked it. And I knew I wanted to get involved in a campus organization because I, you know, wanted a way to make friends and just like meet more people. And I've always really liked being a part of like big clubs and stuff. So I was really involved with service in high school. So Obviously I wanted to continue to do that in college. Um and I went through the social sorority recruitment process, but that just didn't really work out for me in the end. So I was already interested in joining APO anyway, but especially after that, I was like, I really want to join APO because or at least try it out. You know, if I hadn't liked it, I wouldn't have made myself join it. But um I was really interested. So I rushed in the spring of my freshman year and yeah, really enjoyed it during the rush process and got in. So that's why I found it. Anyway, how did you find APO?
0: I found out about APO through my sweetmate mate and um, she's my roommate now. Her name is Isabel. And we were both looking for something to get involved with our spring semester of our freshman year. We had been really close with all of our sweetmates mates, um, especially during that first semester. But I think we realized we were kind of limiting ourselves to a lot more social opportunities just because we would kind of only hang out with our same small group of friends and we wanted to become way more involved on campus and just extend our reach outside of our suite in e-house so i think we had been like kind of looking at a lot of different opportunities and i think i had seen a flyer or maybe isabel had about apo and we were also both involved in service in high school. I was involved in a club that's almost identical to APO in the service aspect. It's called Key Club. It's a club that facilitates service for its students. So we had to meet, I think it was 15 service hours a semester when I was in high school because you can't drive and you're, you know, different circumstances, but they would post on their website. You could sign up to go to all these different events and work with so many different community partners and meet people in your at your school through, through those opportunities. So I had like seen APO, it was a service organization, um, and it really just clicked with Isabel and I, and we decided to go to the interest meeting and just see what it was all about. And honestly, if we're talking about just getting started in APO, I did not immediately click with, um, APO. Like I wasn't sure if I really wanted to rush, I had just come off of a really difficult semester, my freshman semester. I talked a bit about this in the last episode, but I was just really struggling um, with school's things and I knew I really needed to make that a priority and rush and pledging for APO like it is for like honestly any organization that does that process is a big time commitment Mm -hmm. and I knew where my time commitment needed to be was with school. And when I had gone to the interest meeting and seen just how many things we kind of had to be involved with, it did put me off a bit because I was nervous and I just felt like, I don't know. I don't know if I have the time for this. It seemed pretty competitive. There were a lot of people at the interest meetings, but I really decided to just stick with it. I ended up going to Rush Kickoff, which is the first night of Rush where they give you all the, like your packets, your information on what Rush is going to look like for two weeks. And as overwhelming as it was, I think I kind of got that insight into what APO was going to look like as a member during those two weeks. And I did really enjoy it. And I met so many wonderful people and that's kind of what pushed me to stick with it. Mm -hmm. But what were, what was kind of your first impression of APO when you joined?
1: I don't remember what my first impression of it was when I joined. I think that I just already knew a lot about it from my god sister, Emma. Um, And so I just heard like her stories about it and how much she really enjoyed it. I was planning on rushing in the fall semester, actually, but we had to leave because of the hurricane Mm -hmm. and the fall rush was supposed to be two weeks, but then because of that, it got cut down to one week right after we would have come back from the hurricane. So I decided that I couldn't do that because I had like some of my first midterms in college that week and it was all condensed into one week. So it was like twice as busy as it usually would have been. So, um, I didn't rush that semester, but I actually went home or when we left for the hurricane, I went to my God family's house. And so I was with like my God family who had obviously seen my God sister, Emma, like go through APO. And so they knew a lot about it. And also she was really good friends with Victoria, who was in APO. I don't know if you remember her. Um, but so I also talked to her about APO as well. So then, I just like decided to rush in the spring. And I actually met um in one of my classes, there was this girl named Reagan. And I was I mentioned to her just like offhand that I was going to an APO interest meeting that night after class. And she was like, My roommate just joined APO. She absolutely loves it. You have to talk to her at the interest meeting. And it was Allie Chadwick. And so I talked to her at the interest meeting. And she is just like the most passionate person about APO ever. And so I feel like meeting her and talking to her really like validated that I should rush. And then just like you said, once you rushed, we already made so many friends during the rush process that I could already kind of see what it would be like. And I really liked the people. So I don't think I had any qualms about sticking with it. Like, I remember I was really excited when I got an invite. And yeah, I think that I was just really, I don't think I had any second thoughts. Gotcha. Do you remember what?
0: So we basically have to go up in front of the chapter and answer a question So just for context, APO does not do any hazing. It's a very inclusive organization. We always want everyone to feel super comfortable. And our invite night really is just all about having fun and welcoming our new members. Mm -hmm. They are not required to do anything that would ever make them uncomfortable. And basically what they are asked to do is come up in front of the chapter and just answer a silly question or do like a funny little challenge. And these are like super light and you can always say no if you don't feel like doing it. Jordan, do you remember what they asked you to do when you I, came in front of the
1: chapter? I do remember. It wasn't too bad. Um, our current membership VP at the time, which is the person on Exec who runs Rush, her name was Abbott. And my challenge was to yell at Abbott about lizards it was either lizards or geckos. I don't remember which one, but I had to yell at her about one of them, and I just remember not knowing very much about lizards. And I was just like, "Have you seen?" It's <laughs> like, "Have you seen a lizard? They're green and they're kind of like geckos." And I don't even remember what I said, but it was such a weird challenge. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Um, there were more embarrassing ones, but yeah, I do remember it because it was very weird. Do you remember yours?
0: Yeah, they asked me what was the last thing I lied about. And I am the type of person that when I get put on the spot, I just, my head goes completely empty. I could not think of anything. That's a hard one to be put on the spot for. And I just, I think I had said that I had lied to my parents about what I had gotten on my last chem exam because I definitely (laughs) did. That's a good answer. I was so stressed out about it though. It definitely took me like a couple like long seconds to figure out what to say, but it definitely was, was a little bit stressful.
1: Anyway, so we both joined APO at the same time, spring of our freshman year. So Mm -hmm. we were in the same pledge class. I don't remember a specific instance of meeting you, but I thought we should talk about our first impressions of each other before we, like, really got to know each other. I don't remember anything super in-depth, but I don't even remember how I met I think I just met you and Isabel probably as, like, a pair because you both knew each other before and you both, like, rushed together. I have one distinct memory. It wasn't when I met you. It
0: couldn't have been because I'm sure I met you in rush earlier on or just, Mm -hmm. like... I don't know, but we were going to some kind of like event that APO was putting on in the evening and we were going to Uber from South Campus because if you live on UNC South Campus, it's really far away from kind of everything else on North Campus. So we were going to take an Uber from South Campus up to North Campus. And a lot of the freshmen that were in our pledge class were kind of texting because Obviously it's cheaper to split Ubers and a lot of the like freshman dorms are on South Campus and are all close to each other. And I remember Isabel and I were talking to Jordan and Chelsea about Ubering. And we walked over and met you in the Hojo first floor. I remember this. I and think. I think that was the first like real memory I have of you. Is is just like talking to you then and like I don't really remember like what we were up to, but I just, re- I, it was, it's not that distinct, but that's my first time I remember, like, really seeing you and, like, talking to you and hanging out with you.
1: I remember, not that exact moment, but I think I was convinced for some reason that you and Isabel lived in Hojo. I don't know why, mm. but I thought you did, and so I remember after that, I don't know if I had a conversation with you or Isabel, but I thought they all lived in Hojo and that Chelsea did, so I was like, oh, I'll walk over to Hojo and then we can Uber from there, but actually, you lived in E-House and I lived yeah. in Corey, so it was stupid, but yeah. <laughs> Whatever, that's a weird thing to remember. <laughs> I don't remember exactly when I met you, but I do remember that you, and I believe it was Riley, said to me that you thought that there was a girl who looked just like me in like your chemistry class or your biology class or something. Do you remember this? No. It was you, and I'm pretty sure Riley. Did you all the class together? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying, There's this girl who looks just like you in my class. And a couple of times I've thought that, like, I thought when I met you during Russia, like you were her. But then, obviously, it wasn't me because I've never taken like or biology class.
0: That's so funny. But I remember. I remember I
1: thought that was so funny. I was like, "Oh my god, a doppelganger!" Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> From meeting you, I don't have any specific first memory thoughts, but I remember thinking that you were really pretty, and I thought you were really confident. Thank you. That's so sweet. And I, I like, like I liked being around to you. I wanted to be your Aww. friend.
0: Wait, I don't so a specific sweet.
1: instance. But I, I remember I met you and Isabel, and obviously, I'm still friends with you. So. I liked you.
0: Oh, that's really sweet. Oh my gosh. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) I think my first impression of Jordan, from what I remember, is I thought you definitely were a rule follower. We've talked about this a little bit. but I am. I think Jordan is one of those people that really adheres to the rules and you are just a very structured person. And I definitely picked up on that immediately when I met you. And it wasn't because you were super like, goody two shoes in a way of like I didn't think you were going to want to go out or do anything like fun in a way that you would just want to sit at home and kind of study goody two shoes or never do anything, never break the rules. Like not in that way. I just think you just seem really organized and like very structured and I picked up on that really immediately. And another thing that I also remember thinking is I thought you were so like normal. Like what do you mean? I don't know how else to describe it, but I thought you just, you just seem so put together and just so like, just so normal. Like you really had everything just figured out. And I just couldn't imagine you getting really upset or really stressed out. You just seem so even kiltered. And like that really stuck out to me. I guess that goes along with seeming like you are very organized. But I just remember that was like, I don't meet a lot of people where they just seem like they really have um like things figured out but I think you're just like very composed so Mm -hmm. I don't think I
1: show my like emotions on my sleeves like I feel like I was just talking to Parker about this yesterday because um this is kind of a tangent but I feel like if I'm going through something I'm not one to need to talk about it with my friends I feel like I really just like deal with it internally Mm -hmm. and keep it to myself and I feel like that kind of goes along with that I remember, but I definitely did not have it all figured out. But I love that you thought that.
0: <laughs> I remember talking to Isabel one time because this must have been our sophomore year because we got close probably around then. But I remember mm-hmm. telling her, I really love spending time with Jordan, but I feel like I was struggling to get close to you because I really felt like you weren't – you aren't the type of person to open up immediately. Yeah. I'm very much like I put everything out there pretty quickly and then take it or leave it. But I really felt like – I was like, I don't know if she doesn't trust me or doesn't want to like – we never really talked about things that had more substance than just classes or APO. And I remember being like, I really like being around her and I really like being her friend. I want to know more about like who Jordan is and like what she struggles with and what her life is like outside of just these things we're involved with. And I think once we like started to really talk about those things is when I started to get really mm-hmm. close to you. But yeah. I remember it took me a second to feel like I had, like it took me a second to break that shell. And, yeah, like, really- I'm not
1: very like vulnerable, I would say. I feel like me and Megan are similar in that way. Definitely. Yeah. I think that something that was interesting about our pledge class is like versus looking at the new pledges that we just have now, we had so many freshman pledges in the fall that so many of the new pledges are like their friends, they know people in APO, all of that. Irvi was the only freshman who was a fall pledge that year in APO, only one person. So, virtually none of the freshmen like knew people in APO a lot of the upperclassmen did or like sophomores and juniors and so I feel like they already had those connections and maybe that's why we didn't get as close with them but um I feel like it was really interesting that none of us like all of us freshman girls we kind of all just became friends with each other because we didn't already have friends in APO exactly yeah but
0: it's cute that we all are still so close kind of cute So after Jordan and I got inducted into APO, our first semester as siblings, we I think each served on different committees. I think I had done Rush Committee that semester, and I got a little involved with Service Committee. But I think you probably were more involved with it than I was.
1: Yeah, Service Committee wasn't very involved. We we just met like once a week, and we mostly planned our philanthropy night, which is an event that we have each semester where we donate. Um, money to local organizations, and like the chapter votes on what organizations to donate to. And then we have a whole night where they get to present on um, their organization to the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really exciting and it's great. So we mostly planned that. Um, but it was nice to have like a role other than just being a sibling and having like some sort of leadership. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think we both kind of got our feet wet in terms of just like figuring out what APL was like and like how we could get involved. And then we decided our next semester in the spring that we kind of wanted to take a step up and take on an officer position. And there was kind of a vacancy in the role of the Lost and Found chair. We run the Lost and Found in the Student Union on campus, and basically the chair kind of facilitates um, setting up shifts for the siblings to come and work in there and collecting accountability for siblings, you know, after their shifts, and then also just making sure that things are running smoothly while the siblings are there. And finally, we also have a big lost and found sale, um, which is when there's things that have been in the lost and found closet, usually over a year, we have a sale every semester and those things um, get sold to like anyone on campus who comes to the sale and all of the money from that gets donated to our philanthropy grant which, as Jordan just explains, goes to um, the donor of our chapter's choice. So Jordan and I stepped up and we held that role together. And honestly, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. We That was like our first time really working together. And I feel like we did a really good job.
1: Yeah, I think we did a really good job too. And I remember we campaigned to have us both be Lost and Found Chair because did. in the past there had only been one, but we both wanted to do it. But we didn't want to run against each other. So we decided we were going to run together and we were we were like listen we really think there needs to be two we think it's too much work for one person and we're going to revolutionize lost and found mm-hmm. and we kind of did we did now there's two lost and found I know we changed it forever
0: we really did and also i feel like we really kind of restructured like how it worked like yeah. we put a huge emphasis on like cleaning and organization within the closet and we kind of
1: purged everything out of there Mm -hmm. which was just phenomenal we had a huge sale we raised over like a thousand dollars um and this was also spring 2020 so unfortunately our semester was cut short because we had to go home we had so many more plans of what to do with the lost and found closet we were going to get a big we were going to get a new sign Mm -hmm. we were going to do a bunch of reorganization (sighs) alas but um yeah so that was our first big like leadership in APO Mm -hmm. and we both had to run for lost and found chair like we had to go up and present in front Mm -hmm. of the chapter about like why we should do it. That was kind of scary, I feel it like. It was. It definitely was. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. And that was the first time, yeah, that we really like worked together on something. So basically when we went online, yeah, that APO was 12, 20, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't take any leadership positions while we were online. I don't I didn't think either. I did either. Yeah, so basically we still had like our chapter was still active while we were online, but we couldn't have anything in person, obviously. So we had all of our chapter meetings online. Um, and we still did a rush process, but it was we got way less pledges because it was totally virtual. Um, so it was really hard to hold leadership positions because stuff like The Lost and Found, we couldn't even go to The Lost and Found. So it was really hard to kind of keep things going as it had been. Um, so yeah, I was pretty inactive, I would say, for that whole year. It was just kind of hard to feel connected to it when we were all separated. Yeah, I was as well. I was inactive. Associate is an option um, that you can take if you don't have as much time in your schedule or if you just want to take a step back and you have less requirements um, and you pay lower dues. So I was associate, I think, for both of those semesters um, because I still wanted to go to chapter and feel connected to it, but it just wasn't really possible to do a lot of service or and like all of our socials were virtual and all that kind of stuff. So that was hard. But then we really came back in swinging We did. This year because it was back in person and we both really wanted to be involved, or at least I did. I think you did too. So yeah, this past semester, we both applied to be pledge educators, which we both did and it was very exciting. So um, for the pledges, there's one head pledge educator, which Ava kind of talked about earlier. That's her position this semester. And then there's six other positions below them. So I was in charge of service and then Ava was in charge of Big Little. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really it was a very time-consuming experience and I think it was kind of um kind of startling to come back into APO full swing with such a big leadership position after basically not doing it for a year um but it was really fun it was really great now that we know all the like new siblings from last semester it was a
0: very unique experience to get to know all of the new pledges kind of like in that way and going to all those meetings you get to know them really fast and I had always known, like, even since when I rushed and joined, I thought the Pledge Educator positions looked like so much fun. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they really are. They're, you get to do so many fun events with them. And you just have such a hands-on role in helping them get to know the chapter in a way that no other siblings do. And I always knew I kind of wanted to do that. And I felt really lucky that I got to do that on such a good team, especially with Jordan. We definitely had taken on larger roles um just the the roles that we were selected for you basically you have to apply and then you are like you get to rank what choices for the roles you want um and then they're like assigned to you if you get the position and so the ones that we had taken on were were definitely larger roles mm-hmm. but overall i think it was a really um just a wonderful experience and um honestly just really like exciting to get to do something that i had wanted to do ever since i had joined the chapter
1: so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it was stressful at times. But I feel like anything that you're passionate about, and you take on a leadership role in it, obviously, you really enjoy it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But it's still like you're a leader and you have a, you know, position. And so it is work too. Um, but overall, it's a really great experience. Okay. And yeah, I feel like not only did we get really close to the pledges, but we also got really close to the other pledge educators Mm -hmm. in our group. And that was just really fun to get to know some people in APO who I hadn't known as closely before, um, as well as all the new people. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And I also think that really led us into the roles that we have now. Mm -hmm. I, um, I ended up having to run against two pledge educators from last semester for the role of head pledge educator, which was something I was really kind of out by because mm-hmm. like as Jordan said we had really gotten to know each other really well and I just hate the idea of running against people that I know are equally as qualified for the position and would do really well too and that I also just really like. Um, I don't ever want like my victory to be at someone else's loss, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was just really sad that that's what ended up happening. But luckily, everyone was like such a good sport about it. And we all just knew the other person or people would do a good job. So there was really no hard feelings. But somehow, <laughs> I like got elected, which was just like really flattering and really nice. And um, I was definitely really excited about it and felt just very like... I don't know. Just really wowed by that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely have been a bit more overwhelmed this semester, just with the new responsibility. It's so weird being a part of this organization for so long, um, and finally being in a position where I can kind of make changes or call, you know, call the shots in certain situations and um usually i'm used to kind of being told what to do when it comes to most apo processes which is obviously how the chapter functions and works but it's so weird to be in a position of kind of of power where you know if i want to change the rules for this event or if i want to do things a certain way for this other event like we can do that mm-hmm. that's my decision so that's definitely comes at a huge price though it feels very stressful to be in a situation where you know my actions influence others and Um, I have to make sure that, you know, 51 people as pledges and then my team of six people that are siblings working under me all know what to do and are all feeling like they're included and taking into consideration all of their different opinions and schedules. It's definitely very overwhelming but jordan is also on exact this semester and i want her to have a chance to talk about her role so can you explain what your position is a little bit and like what you do
1: yeah my experience um was kind of different i did run for my position but i was in fact unopposed um so i'm the fellowship vp which basically means i'm in charge of all the socials um and planning some other fun things like mixers and um parties and stuff like that so I will definitely be very open in saying that my role does not require as much time commitment as Ava's or as much responsibility. Um, But that is quite honestly kind of what I was looking for in my last semester. I was very overwhelmed um, last semester doing Pledge Educator while also taking a full course load. And um, I also took on a leadership role in another club that I'm a part of and looking for jobs. Basically, everything was very overwhelming. So I kind of (laughs) wanted to take a step back. Um, And also, I'm really passionate about. APO and um, creating social events that siblings want to go to, and um, you know having events that people are excited about and will help people be able to spend more time together. So that's why I ran for a fellowship VP, and I've really enjoyed it so far. We've had um, rush so far for two weeks, and that's taken up a lot of the time. Um, and I don't plan the socials for that. That's headed by our membership VP, um, who's in charge of the whole rush process. So. Going forward is where I'm really instituting um, like the socials that I plan and stuff. But so far it's been really fun. Um, like I said, tonight we're going to watch the basketball game and just other fun things like that. It is a lot to um, kind of juggle dealing with like all of the members of exec because um, I think there's like ten or so of us, um, and then also doing the things for your own position. And I'm sure with you, like you have your team of pledge educators, but you also have like all the exec and those are two different teams that you have to kind of work with. It is still a lot, but I think that um, honestly, APO has been the thing in college that has most prepared me for going into a job because it teaches you how to work with people so well, taking on these leadership positions. Um, You have to learn to work with so many people that you don't know as well, or they might have different like collaboration or working styles. Um, And especially last semester, we had so many pledges that were like reporting to us, asking us questions and you just have to like juggle a lot of things and kind of are always um, on call to like be someone's point person. And so that's what I've really enjoyed about these leadership positions is that I feel that they've really equipped me going forward into like jobs and any other positions that I might hold. We both I've had a really great time in APO. I think I'm sad that it's coming to an end Um, with graduation. I feel like it's hard. It's going to be hard after college not having these like clubs and organizations and stuff that we can join to get to know people and like filter our passions through. But I don't know. I've just really enjoyed it. All the people that I've met, definitely my college experience wouldn't be the same. Like I wouldn't even know Ava probably without um, being in APO or like so many of my friends. So I would definitely recommend. Even if it's not APO, like going and joining a club or an organization that you're passionate about in college, because I think you're really doing yourself a disservice if you don't branch out and join something. Like it could be anything, but I think that you learn so many great skills that you can't learn in a classroom that will prepare you for life.
0: I agree. College is like most college campuses can be so much bigger than high school, and there's so many different people. And APO made college feel like home and like I had my own niche and my own social circle and a support system on a campus that has 20,000 people. And that's just very unique and a wonderful experience to have. I think that's all that we have prepared today. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next week.
1: See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.